Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning and welcome to uh, the KLE podcast and the KLE podcast page and the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group and everywhere else that you find us. Uh, maybe on YouTube. Hey, I don't know. Hey, maybe you find us on YouTube as well. So we took a break last week simply because we had to. But now we are back. We are back. Steve and I are back. back are we back, in Steve? The battle again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the old, that's the old, old song. Back in the saddle again. Anyway, that's a, a Texas song. Okay, there you go. I just watched the, yeah. I just watched the series Texas Rising on on um, on Prime Video. Really? It was very interesting how um, Texas fought um, Santa Ana for the independence. You know. Right. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. I, I love like watching the history of America and catching. Well, know. what's interesting too about Texas is we were the only state that was annexed in by a treaty. So we don't have to secede. We just nullify the treaty and we, we are our own country again, because that's yeah. what we were at one time uh, was Texas was its own country. Well, so, I know. I know there was an initiative under Obama to go that route. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. There, it was a strong move to try and make that happen. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, anyway, but here we are. So Tex, yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, I'd have to have a passport, just go over, you know, 30 minutes to Louisiana, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd have to <laughs> get a Texas passport and, and, um, and then you can yeah. travel. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, interesting, interesting. Well, uh, great to be with you again. And uh, as usual, our conversation has been lively um, as we've um, connected again with Steve and I for this week's conversation. And so you are welcome to join us as we uh, share something. Steve, you know, the thing that we in a historic week and in an, in sort of a very different kind of week within our country um and but i think it's like generally across the world uh, i know england's going back into lockdown again um started really yesterday yeah back into lockdown i think france as well we got you know threats out there forces out there stuff is happening all around the world it's crazy stuff and people have been coming to me and asking me, you know, what do I think about, um, especially now in America, you know, such a close contested um, um, election, you know, the changes going forward, et cetera, et cetera. And um, the thing that really struck me was Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Right, right. Yeah, and it's time to get our eyes off of the, the indicators that we are part of this system when we're actually not of this world. I mean, we, we are of a different race. We're, yeah. we're not even of Caucasian or Black or Asian or what. I mean, that's not our race. We are of the race of Christ. We're the a different race. New We're creatures. Different people. Yeah. yeah, new creatures. So this is a race that never existed before I became a part of it. Yeah. 
and uh, to to begin to identify with actually who we are. We've been identifying as Americans. We've been identifying as South Africans. We we've been identifying as Caucasian. We identify with so many different things rather than the culture of Christ. Yeah. And uh, we always try to bring our culture into whatever it is we're doing. Well, let's start identifying with the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, which is where we're from. I mean, that's who we are. Exactly. And that, that was the thing, you know, I, I said to, to Michelle, my wife, and, and, and a few other people. In fact, this morning I was just talking to somebody because they, they, you know, some people are like really depressed, you know. And I said, well, the simple right. fact of the matter is, is that we don't look at what's going on around us. I want to tell you is that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Our, our government never changes. We have right. like an awesome government that is settled forever, always been, always will be. It, it, the political system, the economic system, the governmental system, the constitution is not under threat of the kingdom of heaven. Never is. It's culture is not under threat. People can think they can change the culture of the kingdom of God here on earth, but it's they can change religion. Right. It can change definitions within Christianity, but within the kingdom of God, nothing changes. Yeah. Well, it says of the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. And the thing is, is that we don't realize, we forget that he is the prince of peace. We forget that that's, that this whole thing is, the whole thing we live in is love, joy, peace, you know, in the Holy Ghost. It, the whole right. thing, it have the fruit of that, of peace. And so it's not, it doesn't mean that we don't go to war, you know, about different things, but it just means that we come from a different stance. We come at it from a place of peace and rest. It's just like I was, we were talking the other day with somebody and I, uh, I was just reminding them that, you know, man was made on the sixth day. So what was man's very first day? Sabbath. man. Well, yeah, the Sabbath. We were made to enter into his rest. Yeah. That's how we were made. I mean, that's how, and even the second birth, the second man, the second, the last Adam was created unto rest, unto peace and rest. So when we come into God, when we come into the kingdom, it's coming into a place of peace of rest. That's why it says, let the peace of God rule your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let that be your umpire. Let that be your directorate. Let that be the thing that guides or directs you and gives you gives you that channel or that directive of life again that's right because we 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 forget what well, says therefore it now remaineth for some to enter into his rest yeah because we we entered not into that rest because of unbelief yeah so we did not mix the word with faith yeah right right yeah. and that's the whole thing is we just don't we don't we we don't see it from the perspective of Christ. We don't see it from the perspective of being seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. We don't see it from where we're actually positioned. We still see it from living down here on earth, looking up. That's right. And that's not where we're at. So yeah, that, that's and then that, that's kind of you know it's about all about perspective. The thing about it right. is, I think what we need to understand. As kingdom citizens, as the family of God, <laughs> as new creatures in Christ, as the royal priesthood, holy nation, um, we have an assignment. We have a purpose. We have an assignment for being here. 
and that is right. to colonize this earth to the kingdom of heaven. So we right. are, you know, the, the scripture that came to me straight away on, on uh, Tuesday night was, or Wednesday morning, was um, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's, right. you know, that I, I was reassured in my heart again. Yeah, things can change here. Our world can be upset, you know, overthrow, you know, the whole environment is in change motion right now. We have we have a tremendous onslaught for for a new normal and whatever that means. Right. But they right. have a, an idea of what the new normal is to be. And, uh, and of course, it's a globalistic kind of mentality that will affect everybody's lives. And yet in the midst of it, we are, we have the kingdom of God right here. We are, our citizenship is established. We have an assignment. Our assignment is in fact, to influence the world around us. That's what colonization is to influence to another culture, to another country, to another um, perspective. Right. And, and, and we right. have that assignment. That assignment doesn't change, but it's difficult to complete an assignment or to fulfill an assignment or to um, carry out an assignment if you've lost the perspective of where you are from, what your identity right. is. If you are identifying with a political party, yes, you're in trouble. If you are identifying with an organization as your source of security, of wisdom, of guidance, of um, strength, of power, if you know of of peace if you if you're focusing on them as your source you're in trouble you know right. then then you get depressed by what goes on around you then you're shaken but when we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world we're not shaken by these things you know right yeah what is that uh oh never mind that's a 007 thing shaken but not stirred <laughs> yes. Well, that's basically what. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it's about. If we 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 can, it can be shaken, but we not stirred on the inside. And you know? yeah, that's that's basically it. I've been looking for a fat lady because it says it's not over until the fat lady sings. Yeah. So I've been I've been looking for a fat lady who's singing out there somewhere. Yeah. So that uh, I can realize what's over and what's not over. Well, she's there, but uh, she's not singing yet, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like it says, uh, I think it's in Amos. It says that uh, the Lord has spoken. Um, who can but hear? The lion hath roared. Who? No. The lion hath roared. Who can? Who can but fear? The Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? And the the a lot of the things, like I was telling you earlier, the the thing that really hit me this morning was believe in the believe in the prophets, and so shall you prosper. Um, the Lord doesn't do anything until He reveals it to His servants, the pro, uh, prophets. Um, the eye, if the eye be not whole, the whole body's in darkness. Right now, at this time we can be so shaken and so moved because our eye is not single. It's not fixed upon the kingdom. It's not fixed upon how Christ sees things. It's not fixed upon seeing it from his perspective and his place. So our whole body, our whole family, our whole, our whole sphere of influence then is in darkness yeah. because we do not, our eye is not single. 
And that's the same thing with any vision or any purpose or anything that we've got. There's got to be somebody who's a watchman on the wall that watches to see who's coming afar off, what enemy's coming, and be able to calm the people down within the gates and say, look, this is really what's happening here. There's a whole different perspective here. I don't care how many enemies are coming against us. This is who our king is. Yeah. And that's that's the objective right now is to get that to get that eyesight back again so that we, the, everybody gets we have peace amongst the ranks again or peace yeah. amongst the sheep, <laughs> the people, us, usins, usins, weans, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, weans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. No, exactly right. You know, and and that's where, of course, you know, to to me, again, you know, I look for me the bigger picture for me is the leadership. You know, Jesus addressed the leaders right. of the day and said, you know, you are blind guides, and uh, you um, the blind lead the blind, and both fall into a ditch. So I'm always aware of what is. What is blindness? Where are the blind leaders? Where are they leading? They're not leading anywhere except to their own um, selfish gain. You know, I just, I have a problem with that. So just from my perspective, I look at that kind of thing and I said, this is wrong. So I'm looking for that bigger picture. We're looking for the principle. But ultimately, the biggest principle of all in the whole thing is the simple fact is Jesus said, this is what you ought to pray. And it was interesting. He never addressed the 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 occupational forces of the day. Never addressed it. That's true. That's true. He didn't. He never said anything about the occupational forces. He addressed the religious leaders because they were prepared to compromise whatever it took for them to be empowered for themselves. And wow, and true. he yeah. he addressed that because they were constantly conquering the people. You know, they they the the Nicolaitan, what is the the doctrine of the Nicolaitans? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they lived that. You know, is that the constant conquering of the people, um, and Jesus comes along and empowers the people. Totally different. Right. So his address was to the religious leaders, but not to all he said to Pilate was, "Hey, um, you know, my my government, <laughs> my country, my kingdom, my government is from a totally different place, not of this realm. And and right. Pilate went, whoa, wait a minute. Then, I, you know, what I'm dealing with here is, is like nothing that I've dealt with on earth, you know. So, um, right. Well, yeah, you're right. He never, even when they ask him about the taxes and stuff like that, he said, well, give it to Caesar, whatever Caesar's. But yeah, hey, run down there and grab that fish out of the water, you know, the first fish you catch and there'll yeah. be enough. I mean, his whole concept of political structure, I got to be careful how I say this because some people feel called into the political arena, which is fine. No, we need to influence. That's why I'm saying the assignment doesn't change. We, you're not, you're not there for political power. You're there for political influence. Right, right. Yeah, because you're not a part of it. You're not a part of that system. You're a different. You're coming from a different culture, a different government, a different, and you're influencing wherever it is we're at because of that. Exactly. And that's what, I guess that's what gets me right now is that everything is so shaken so quickly because we're not looking at it from the perspective of the kingdom of God. We're looking at it from an earthly perspective and saying, woe is me. 
Uh, it's interesting, you brought up the word Nicolaitan. Uh, Nike or Nike, you know, like we get the shoes from, the swoosh. Nike means to oppress by force and domination. Yeah. Laetan means the common folk. So the whole structure, just in the definition of the word itself, the whole structure of what the Nicolaitans did was to oppress the common folk by force and domination. Now that could be from a religious structure. That could be from anything that puts down even something where there's a clergy up here and there's a common folk down here, the laity. You know, there's, there's something high up here, but you guys are just common. Hmm. And that's the thing that bothers me too about a lot of what we've had. We've had this high exalted ruler, pastor, king, and then we have the common folk. Well, you really, you can't speak yet. You can't do anything. You yeah. can't even hear the spirit of God yet. Yeah. Well, you my can't whole hear job, yeah. yeah, my whole job is to bring you up to know, to know who you are in Christ, right. not, not to keep you oppressed under my dominion or under my rule. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's the only reason I would do that was be to keep you giving me tithes. Yeah. Well, that's the truth. You see, it's it's to have the powers to get the money. I mean, right. One, listen. You know what? I the Luciferic initiative <laughs> of the most base kind is the lust for power, and that's what he will tempt man with always to have right. power. In fact, I I relooked at the at the temptations of Jesus, and I've heard all sorts of you know, definitions right. and descriptions. But when I look at it, it's like every single one of them was a temptation to power. That's true. Make this stones into bread because right. God has said that is exerting power to change that miraculous supernatural power to change the bread. Throw yourself off this building um, and uh, or off the mountain and um, it will, uh, you know, it's, and in because you, you won't, yeah, yeah, they will pick you up. It's all about display of power. Show your power here. And then it was like, okay, here's all the power that I have. If you just right. worship me, I will give it all to you. And you know, that one, I wonder how many leaders bow to that one over and over and over again. Because right. that is the ultimate lust of man, is the power, the, the fact that I have the power. That was Adam's treason, was I have the right. power to choose what I desire and don't desire. I have the power. Yeah. I'll show you I have the power. Mm -hmm. Let me eat this jolly fruit, and I'll show you I have the power. You know, that's what Satan tempted them with as well. So it's a real problem, and uh, it's something and a lot you— of times it doesn't come so— it doesn't come so obvious either. Oh, no, it no, comes no. Very subtly. Yeah, no, it comes subtly. That's that's the thing about it. But interesting, I was thinking about our podcasts and our talks and stuff like this, and and I thought about that scripture where it talks about the um, the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, and and um, Jesus says, "This doctrine that you hate, I hate as well." Wow. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, that is people mis misinterpret sometimes that we have a passionate conviction about 
overthrowing that doctrine of the Nicolaitans. I mean, if it comes down to the basis of what you and I are about, and we've changed course a little bit, you know, but <laughs> it's just, it's then something that is just, I, I, I thought to myself, why am I so passionate about, you know, about this whole area? I mean, just dealing with bad leadership just like freaks me out. It just like really does my does my head in, you know. And so I, I'm very passionate about it. And and the characteristics and the character and the personality and the approach and the methods and things that leaders use. I'm just very passionate about it. And I was wondering why. And then I saw that scripture this week and I thought, that's why, <laughs> you know, because what Jesus hates, I hate. I And it's not right. like I hate the person. I hate the doctrine of yeah. And, and, it also and, says that he hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans, too, yes. in another place. Yes. So not only the doctrine of it, but the deeds. What happens? What does it produce? Yes. He hates what it produces, too. Exactly. Exactly right. And I, th you know, I thought about us and, and what we do. And, and, and that is like my and, – and I think if I tie it back into where we started is the simple fact of the matter is we, we're not um, – how do I tie it back? Uh, I thought of something now, but <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> Floats away. <laughs> um, yeah, but back to leadership is, you know, our whole whole thing is is that, yes, we we are out to bring change. We need to bring change. That's that's We are the change, true change agents of the world. When Jesus right. said, go into all the world and make disciples. In fact, he said to the disciples, when initially, before they were like disciples, he got into their boat with them and they said, depart. Peter said, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. You know, I want nothing. And Jesus said, you've been catching fish up until now, but follow me or come and be with me and I will make you fishes of men, influences of men. Right, right. And, and so Jesus switched that thing in their life and said, hey, this is, you've lost your sound. You're back. Um, so so he's, he was saying is like, you will, I will um, bring transformation to your life so that you can bring transformation to the people around you. That assignment doesn't change, whether it's in politics, economics, business world, in the social media world, whatever world you, God calls you and gives you a platform in, that's what you've got to use. You know, that's where you are. And, and we've got to do that so that we, we begin to overthrow this doctrine and deeds, you know, doctrine and deeds. There we go. There's a good title for this episode today. <laughs> doctrine and deeds. Doctrine yeah. and deeds. Yeah. Well, what the scripture that you begin with, which one was that again? Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.18. So while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen, uh, cannot minimize. Okay. <laughs> um, for the things that are seen are, are um, wait, let me find it here. Therefore, we do not become this, oh, no, 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 not that one. So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. I love that. Don't you just love that? Oh, yeah. That is so powerful, man. Yeah. The unseen realm is eternal. But it's interesting. He starts off in verse 16. He says, therefore, we do not become discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid. And I think, you know, that's the message I feel like 
I, 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 we just need to broadcast today is like, don't become spiritless and disappointed or afraid or discouraged. Though our outer self or the outer world is progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. For our momentary light distress, this passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor, and an endless blessedness. Therefore, we do not. That's, so we look not at the things which are seen. And, you know, I think we, we need to keep everything in perspective as, as the body of Christ, you know. Yeah. Well, there's a couple different, well, a bunch of different places. It says, fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Hmm. And I remember looking up the word dismayed. I don't know how many times it appears, and I don't know, you know, all that sort of stuff. I just remember the, the feeling behind it, 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 because it's meant to paint a picture. It means to basically be so depressed that you're immobile yeah wow paralyzed you're, you're yeah paralyzed you're dysfunctional mm. so you're so you're so depressed you're so taken by this whatever it is you're seeing that you're paralyzed by it you you can't move yeah and that's why it says fear not neither be dismayed for thy lord thy god is with thee and you know all those other different things like that that it talks about after it says, be not dismayed, because it, he doesn't want us to the place where we are, are paralyzed by anything. Yeah. That means something else has begun to rule. Yeah. Uh, something else has the lordship. Something else has our eye. Something else our eye is upon that now we begin to believe that. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting, too, that it says that the kingdom of heaven cometh not by observation. It doesn't matter what we see out here. Exactly. You know, the, the kingdom of heaven, and it doesn't come only in word, but it comes in power. Yeah. We forget what kingdom we're of. Exactly. We forget we got the power to be able to speak to the mountain, to be able to do different things, yeah. to, to speak to a, like Christ did to a fish and have it come up, you know, and bite the hook or whatever. And, and here's a coin in its mouth. Or to put, or to put the net on the put the net on the other side of the fish. I mean, other side of the boat. Or the other side of the fish, too. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put, on, um, <laughs> but put it on the other side of the boat, and uh, and they'd been fishing all night, and suddenly they got a, you know, a massive harvest. Um, I mean, just like. If you're a fisherman, think about it. You're a fisherman. You've fished all your life. And all of a sudden, this guy comes along. You know good and well, it doesn't matter which side of the boat you got the net on. Yeah. And you've been doing this all your life. And he tells you, go ahead and cast on the other side of the boat. And they're going, oh, okay, well, but that's your word. You know, we'll go ahead and do it. And then they both pull up such a, a draught of fish that they can't even hold the thing in. You know, the, the mm -hmm. boat begins to capsize and they be, they have to call out again to him. And I'm thinking, you know, a lot of times just because of our perception, we've done something so long the same way. And we see it by this certain way that we've always observed it by our certain mindset, mm -hmm. our paradigm, as one might say. And Christ says, I just want you to just tweak it just a little bit. Do it just a, 
well, no, I know how that works. I mean, I've been doing this for 40 years or whatever. And he said, just trust me in this. Mm. And it's just, it's amazing how, you know, don't be dismayed about this. They'd fished all night and didn't catch a thing and they were dismayed. They were almost to the point of being paralyzed because they were just depressed. I mean, they were upset because they hadn't, I mean, they were very distraught because they hadn't caught anything. And he just says simply, you know, cast the net on the other side. And um, it's just, it's amazing to me how the kingdom of heaven is so different than what we, than what we perceive, what we can see. Because like that scripture you first read, you know, it's not, it's not the things that we can see. That's not what's important right now. That's not really what's going on. There's a whole bunch of stuff, a whole lot of shaking going on. Oh, that's Elvis. A whole lot of shaking going on uh-huh. you know, behind the scenes. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes that we don't know about. There's a whole warfare going on. Yeah. Uh, that's, and we don't realize it. Well, that, that's the thing is when we look at, I think of two occasions. One is Elijah and, and his servant. And the servant is saying, Wait, we, we've got all these guys around us. We are surrounded. We're doomed. We're done. And because they came for him, you know, he would, they're going to prosecute him and make him the example because he's the seer. And so they send the army around and, and he goes, yeah, but uh, Lord, open his eyes because there are more with us than there be with them, you know. And so suddenly he looks around and there are these chariots of fire all around in a multitude, you know. So within the context of the unseen realm, uh, and that's the thing is we we tend to be focused. We tend to be uh, very emotionally attached and very focused on what we see, what is evident within the context of the natural physical realm, what's going on in governments and, and positions and things like that. But in the unseen realm, there are massive things taking place that we we can't see with our physical eyes. But if we if we tend to get in touch with our our heavenly kingdom will become aware of God's moving things and there's warfare going on. I think of another occasion, of course, is that Daniel's praying and we have this angelic conflict going on in the heavenlies and, uh, you know, and empires are busy changing before they'd actually changed. And so we need to be aware of, in fact, I'll mention another thing, sorry, but just a, another another occasion that really stood out to me one day was Jesus is in the boat. He gets in the boat and he says to his disciples, we're going to cross to the other side. Now, Jesus never did anything with just a matter of fact, okay, listen, we're going to go and have a holiday and coffee. There's, you know, Starbucks is on the other side of the lake. You know, it was nothing like that. He got in the boat. He rested. We're going to the other side. That was it. So now they're traveling across an ocean that, or a lake or a sea that they knew very well. And now suddenly the storm blows in. The word, the word there is massive or huge. The word is megas, M-E-G-A-S, means it was of hurricane and beyond proportions. And suddenly it says that the water was washing into their boat. 
<laughs> and so they starting to sink, of course, they crying, well, what's happening? You know, we're going to die. Wake the master, wake the master. And so they wake him up and say, we're going to die. And he just calms a dominion right there. And the whole thing calms down. And it says they were on the other side. <laughs> so why did this demonic force storm come up? Well, of course, as soon as he leaves the boat, we know why. Because the the... The men of Gadara meet him on the beach, in a sense, screaming um, and shouting and uh, curses and whatever else. And he starts rebuking them. When he casts them out, because they go into the pigs and, you know, there's a whole story behind that. And off they go. And the man is in his right mind and, and whatever else. The people come out to see what had happened. And they say, you need to leave our territory. Right. And I tell you why, because something had transpired in the heavenlies. A conflict had begun, a conflict had begun on the sea. That was the, where the conflict began. Jesus knew it. And he knew the conflict was, was already in operation. So by the time he arrived at the beach, he knew that everything had already been settled. He just had to do the deed. You know, and now, and, and of course the people hated it because these were, these, the men of Gadara, these demonic forces, this legion of demons ruled that area. And right. so these people were very attached to this demonic rule and influence that was in that territory. And Jesus, of course, <laughs> usurps that, overthrows that, you know, casts him out. And, and now suddenly they left with this vacuum of rulership, um, demonic rulership and influence. And they said, you need to depart. We don't want your kingdom here. Um, because they lost their livelihood too at that point because they lost a whole herd of pigs. Yep, which they sold to the Romans. So, exactly. But I just, you know, just talking about that conflict that goes in the heavenlies, what we don't see. There's stuff that's happening behind the scenes. You know, we this year, interesting, I mean, I'm not making a doctrine out of this or theology out of it, but it's interesting that um, they said the most hurricanes have in any season have been formed this year um, rushing towards um, the American continent. And I'm going, all right, all right. So is this on the same vein as, as what Jesus dealt with in crossing the sea? You know, and you can go through the book of Acts and find numerous occasions, you know, when when Paul and Silas are in the um, in the prison, was it Paul and Barnabas, I can't remember, but they're in the prison and they, they've been beaten and they threaten them and they start singing uh, and worshiping God and suddenly an earthquake shakes. You know, conflict is happening in the in the heavenlies. I don't, it wasn't God stamping his feet. No, it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, just an earthquake. It was a supernatural conflict that was manifesting on the earth. And so we need to be aware that these things are going on outside of this, the evidential physical realm, natural realm. When I called you this week, did I tell you about that vision that I had on the 4th, my birthday? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... 40 years ago or 35 years ago, I had that. Um, I was in that particular building just, just preaching and um, we we're getting ready to have, well, we were already in the course of the meeting 
And all of a sudden the back door opens up and two of these witches come in. And as they came in, the heads of every man turned and looked and watched them come in. Not the women, just the men. And the there was a dark cloud that followed them in. And as it followed them in, it settled waist high on everybody. I mean, it was really a black cloud. And uh, uh, this, this building that we were in uh, overlooked this whole beautiful little bay that overlooked the ocean. And it was up on a bluff and you could see the sparkling water. You could see, I mean, it was a really beautiful day. And I remember looking out and, th and I couldn't speak anything at that time. I, I don't know why, I just saw that black cloud and I, and I looked out the window and I saw the sparkling water and everything else, but up in the, up in the sky, there was this huge angelic um, warrior. And uh, he, was, he was surrounded by these billowing uh, uh, turbulent clouds, black clouds, and his, his wrists were bound with chains, big, huge, heavy chains. And he looked at me, he looked down at the chains, looked back up at me, and then just simply just took his hands like that and just moved them very, it wasn't a very forceful thing. He just moved his hands apart. As he did, the chains broke into a million pieces and the clouds all dispersed. And it was once again, this bright, beautiful, uh, cloudless, sunny day with the, with the uh, sunshine dancing off the waves and everything else. And um, he looks right at me and uh, he pointed his finger at me and he said, now, and like I told you, uh, if I told you the story then, it, I remembered it again then um, Wednesday morning as far as just the impact of that now doesn't mean just now for that day. It didn't mean now this has been broken on your behalf just for today. So go ahead and preach and you're going to have a nice little service. Yeah. What I realized at that time was that now was from now on yes. now this thing has been broken whatever it was that has bound you whatever it was that has been binding you whatever it is that's been keeping you back has been already broken i've already done this and just like elisha said elisha never saw those angels and chariots of fire he just knew it they was they were there he just knew they were there and he said lord open the eyes of my servant hmm. that he can see yeah and then the servant's eyes were open but but it never says anywhere that Elisha saw them. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that gets me right now is that to realize once again, when he said now, those things have already been broken in my life. I've already been set free. I've already been delivered. I was born free. I was born into the kingdom for such a time as this, just as you were. We were born with this message and this time and this place to be able to set captive free and to be able to proclaim the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. It's not a far off. It's not some other time. It's now. And for us to realize that that commission, the commission I got 35 years ago at that time when he said now is still going on today. All right. And to, and to not let anything get me dismayed or paralyzed or fearful or anything else, but to stand up and continue walking on with that because this is who we are. Yeah. This is what we were created to be. 
and not to not to go off and run off and do other things or to try to figure out what else we're supposed to be doing in life. But this is who we are. Yeah. And just do who we are. Exactly right. It, it just it really it really affirms some things in me again to see all that and to see it just as vividly as I did back then. Yeah. To have to have him point the finger at me and say now and to realize that it wasn't just for that time that began something that day that's continued just like when he said be their light mm -hmm. that light continues from that point till now and going to continue infinitely forever right you know for eternity yeah. now let there be absolutely and just like he says be thou holy as i am holy mm -hmm. that's not a request that's not a a performance standard that you have to live up to that's a creative force of because i'm holy you are holy right. this is who you are yeah. be thou holy yeah as i am holy yeah it's not the clothes you wear or the car you drive or how many meetings no. you go to <laughs> yeah well that's the thing is you know now is the time that word time there is there's two words for time. One is Kronos and one is Kairos. Kronos is a moment, like a, a minute, an hour. But Kairos is a season. And so, you know, there's, there's, uh, and that one where it talks about now is the time of your salvation is that that, that word there is um, Kairos, which means it is the beginning of the season. And, uh, and of course, God's seasons are not our seasons. Our times and our purposes are in his hands right so, so he sets it when he when he sets it sometimes it's it's our alignment to his purpose that that we have to choose we have to grow into that you know we have to repent for for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or the purpose of god is at hand or whatever is at hand you know for that season sometimes god sets the season but now it's time for us to begin to align with that both not just spiritually but mentally and and uh um in emotionally and in our will and in our applying ourselves to it we have to begin to align with it so um right. yeah point taken man point taken well that's uh, yeah just like whoop okay there it is, <laughs> there it is. we're done yeah we're done so that was um well you know that's the encouragement for everybody that's joined our conversation thank you for um, staying with us until now and uh, we really appreciate you remember you can catch us on the kle podcast on anchor fm spotify google Podcasts. so we're in a number of places apple i think somewhere as well and a number of others but really great to have you with us we also on youtube you can find us on the kle facebook page um there is the it's called kle podcast facebook page the videos up there and um and the the audio will be on the podcast so if you don't have time to watch the video you can always listen to the audio so great to have you with us as i say and this morning we really, really just i i really felt like i just really want to encourage you in the midst of turmoil in the midst of un, you know in unsurety and uncertainty and um, and what whatever your position is uh, you know Again, I, I don't really care what your position is. There's only one position, and that's the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you know, it's not about a party, and it's not about a, a, 
who and what and um, you know what affiliation, etc., denomination, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's all about that we are rooted and grounded in the simple fact that the kingdom of heaven is unchangeable. And so don't look at the things that you can see that are temporary. Look at the things that are unseen, eternal in the heavens. And that's what we are all about. We've got to stay with that and stay settled in that because the world needs you and me, needs us right now to be that stability, to be that voice, to be that that um, example, that role model of of specifically that. We don't just preach kingdom. We are the kingdom of God on the earth. In that, in that sense, we bring it. We are the influence of it because we it's, it's citizens. That's what we represent. And so the world is going to be looking more and more for the light and the and the uh, yeast. They're going to look and the salt. They're going to be looking. Where is it? They, really, all of this. I'm telling you, Steve. I'm jumping. But really, all of this is about the world is looking for the government that they missed. Right. You know, they, they've missed the government. They're looking for the true government of of God. That's really what they are looking for, you know. And they, they try and find the solutions and everything else, but it's it's God's government that the world is looking for, you know. Right. That's true. Anyway, love and appreciate you. Steve, always, as always, I enjoy spending time with you. Thank you for co-hosting with me again today. And uh, to all our brothers and sisters and citizens of the kingdom of heaven, God bless you guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a super weekend.